0: Welcome to Decrypt, Asia's first blockchain and cryptocurrency podcast. I'm your host, Tushar. Each week, we take a deep dive into the Asian blockchain scene with investors, technologists, and industry insiders. Go to decrypt.asia to subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Telegram to join in the discussions. Hi, guys. We're here on day two of the Binance Blockchain Week with Ted Lin, who's the Chief Growth Officer at Binance. Welcome to the show, Ted. Thank you, Tushar. Uh, so before we jump into what Binance's plans are, what your role at Binance is, and what that entails, your plans in Singapore, I want to get a quick introduction, background about yourself, how you sure. got into crypto, sure. and um, how did you land up as the chief growth officer for Binance?
1: Sure, sure. So um, my foray into crypto was actually uh, right in two thousand seventeen. Okay. Um, I was always in tech. I had my undergrad and graduate school in computer science. And uh, after I graduated, I started going to the business side of things. So product management, business development, international marketing, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And for the greater part uh, of the past decade and a half, I was in uh, international marketing. Mm -hmm. And um, I was in uh, IT companies from mobility uh, to big data to cloud storage. Mm -hmm. I ended up in Europe uh, before I joined Binance. And it was um, this fateful um, night in June of 2017 Uh when I saw CZ's article uh, on LinkedIn about um, this ICO he just did. And given that CZ is my high school pal and I've known him for 30 years, I was intrigued. I was like, oh dude, what's this ICO thing Mm. about Binance? So I called him up and Mm. we chatted a little bit and 30 minutes later I met so oh, wow. it turned out that's easy. Yeah. After raising um, the money uh, for the Binance.com launch, yeah. um, he needed somebody to develop the international side of things. Yeah, And I've been always been doing that. Okay, uh, And he knew me, so okay. I signed up for the mission. Sure, yeah. nice. Well, it's been, a, it's been a good mission so far. Yes. yeah. Um, so
0: as the Chief Growth Officer, could you tell us a little bit more about your role? What, what are the things that you sure. take care sure. of? What are your roles and
1: responsibilities? Sure. Um, so I started out as the Head of International Markets. Yeah and all the way until uh, uh, about October in 2018 mm-hmm. when we realized that uh, the international markets and the headquarter marketing were essentially targeting the same thing which mm-hmm. is to make sure that uh, the promotion the awareness and the community engagement mm-hmm. uh, were were done very well so we actually aligned the international marketing and the marketing uh, at the headquarter level mm-hmm. to become the new marketing team and I myself I took on a, a more of an education Uh, commercial and growth growth. So uh, the growth we're looking at is not just the daily uh, user acquisitions, Mm -hmm. uh, the daily community management, Mm -hmm. because that itself will be covered by the marketing side of things, Mm -hmm. but we're looking at the things that are not immediate but further down the road. For Mm -hmm. example, six months to a year later, what would be the emerging market Uh, which will be the emerging market we should be targeting. Mm -hmm. What is the trend about the user acquisition funnel? What is the model we should be looking for? Should it be about acquisition versus retention? Mm -hmm. Should we be tracking customer satisfaction versus net promoter score? Mm -hmm. And all the different things that could actually be hindering uh, or uh, not maximizing the acceleration of our pace. For example, internally, Mm -hmm. are we um, efficient enough or effective enough in the the way we communicate? Mm -hmm. Even though we're decentralized around the world, we have people from 39 different countries are we making the best of the communication tool we're using yeah. is there enough of a culture bound to it, a, a bond to it so when we're not seeing each other we still believe in the same mission yeah um, so pretty much to to accelerate the growth as well as to remove any obstacle that may decelerate or hinder the growth
0: sure. both internally and externally
1: yes yeah. absolutely yeah yes so yeah. in addition to the growth uh, growth team we also have the ag- education team that mm-hmm. is Binance Academy mm-hmm. as well as the commercial team yeah so, these three pillars together uh, form the growth, as I call it.
0: Okay. So, you've mentioned uh, you're part of the international markets team. Uh, you've talked about uh, you know, taking care of emerging markets. Binance had an interesting mm-hmm. announcement recently with the fiat on ramp uh, for GBP, Euro fiat exchange. Could you talk a little bit more about that and how that fits into sort of Binance's uh, bigger ambitions and also as your role uh, uh, as the chief growth officer?
1: Sure, sure. Uh, Um, So our mission is to spread the freedom of money, and that is uh, through the adoption uh, and accelerating adoption of cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, a few barriers are obvious, but the most important one is obviously the awareness and knowledge about what crypto and blockchain is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once people know about it, um, depending on what jurisdiction they're in, uh, they may have access to fiat on-ramps, so mm-hmm. fiat crypto exchanges, mm-hmm. maybe um, uh, local Bitcoin service uh, or, for example, uh, a local exchange. Mm. But either way, um, in many jurisdictions, there isn't a very convenient, safe and great exer- user experience in terms of the exchange. Yeah. So when there is such uh, an opportunity where we can serve the market better, might be a particular currency mm-hmm. or a particular jurisdiction where the regulation is uh, already very um, well defined, mm-hmm. we would choose to build out um, a fiat crypto exchange to serve that needs, yeah. um, that need. And the latest uh, euro and British sterling uh, fiat crypto exchange based in Jersey came out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another one we have already is in uh, Africa, the Binance-Uganda exchange. Yeah. Yep. okay. Sounds
0: good. So you mentioned three verticals that you um, that you kind of high level, uh, you know, drill down into as part of the chief growth officer. So you've got the education aspect, the commercial, and the growth aspect. So yes. let's
1: dive into the education aspect. So sure. what are you trying to do with Binance Academy? Sure. Um, so Binance Academy came out of the idea that there isn't a very authoritative, mm. um, easy to understand, and reliable source of knowledge regarding everything uh, crypto mm. and blockchain. Yep. So people tend to go to Google and. Uh, try to find whatever topic they're interested in. Uh, And very often for um, different topics, they end up in different sites. And sometimes you have to double check multiple sources to understand, Uh, not to mention you have to uh, be on on your own when you try to uh, dumb it down because nobody's doing that for you. Mm. And given that Binance has such a diverse uh, demographic of users, we do understand the pain uh, when a a, a useful technology cannot be explained, introduced in a very uh, simplistic, and easy to understand way. So um, that's when the Binance Academy was born. We wanted to start with um, beginner level uh, uh, knowledge pieces such as articles and videos, make it very easy for people to teach themselves. Mm. Uh, And when they uh, suggest it to their uh, family, uh, whether it's 90 year old grandma or their uh, six or seven year old kid, it's equally uh, understandable. Um, and we also have greater plans for Academy uh, within quarter one and this year so far. Uh, we want to add playlists. So these are like curated um, content in a particular sequence, maybe beginner or you're trying to be a, a crypto miner, mm. or you are eventually, when you try to be um, a, a programmer for blockchain, sure. uh, the playlist will be helpful. Mm. And before then, in the quarter one, we also want to have the course feature mm. in which we can have uh, in-depth content um, in courses that come in different modules, mm-hmm. at the end of every module there will be quizzes. Got it. And after you pass the quizzes, there will be the final exam at the bottom. Got it. And after you pass everything, you get awarded a yes. Binance Academy certificate for that particular course. Got it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Sounds good. And so, uh, more getting more on the commercial side. So, sure. what, what, um, what's sort of your um, goal as as far as
1: the commercial sure. aspect is concerned? So, uh, the commercial team is responsible for quite a few things. Mm. So way back the biggest pillar and the the part that kept us most busy was the listing part of things. Commercial team is the team that engages with the project teams who wants to uh, apply to list uh, their uh, crypto asset on Binance. Uh, It is also the team that is responsible for the business development uh, for the decentralized Exchange that's coming up, as well as the Binance chain that people can start to use to issue their own tokens. Um, We have strong reason to believe that Binance Chain will be a very popular uh, token issuing standard mm-hmm. uh, going forth. Uh, we're also responsible for the business element, uh, for Trust Wallet mm-hmm. and for the different uh, uh, product pillars we have uh, in the organization. Yeah. Um, I think the part that we take the synergy uh, across the entire ecosystem and push forth is the part where we, uh, uh, we develop the BNB adoption. Mm-hmm. So we have been very active in pushing for BNB adoption Uh, this past quarter. We added many uh, ecosystem players, uh, many payment gateways that uh, started to take BNB. Mm -hmm. And holders uh, or or, uh, people who hold BNB can find different uses for their BNB. And we believe this is the best way to showcase to the world that crypto is not only a viable alternative but in many ways better alternative to the traditional money. And we're using BNB, which we have complete influence over Mm -hmm. as the showcase to tell the whole world. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in an an ideal world, what
0: would you want BNB to be used for? Like, would you want it to be sort of like an alternative to Bitcoin perhaps uh, as a better uh, sort of cryptocurrency, so to say, where goods and services are being exchanged in BNB itself versus any other cryptocurrency?
1: I think nowadays the most popular currencies are still fiat, of course, yeah. but not every single fiat currency is as, uh, as popular in terms of the um, holding value in terms of saving or use for uh, say international uh, business or trading. Sure. Um, we want BNB to be used in every kind of economic activity mm-hmm. so it can be demonstrated as a viable uh, currency uh, and in many use cases, a better currency. Yeah. And it's not just BNB per se, we want to use BNB to demonstrate that crypto is the better alternative. Yeah. Um, so going forth, any kind of use where there's a, a, a transfer of value, uh, a retention value, a creation value, we want to see how we can use BNB to demonstrate that particular use case. Yeah.
0: Any, any interesting uh, vendors or any interesting gateways mm. where, where you've integrated BNB
1: uh, as, as a payment mechanism that you could share? Um, no, they're all pretty interesting. So yeah. I will not be uh, endorsing yeah. one over the other. Sure. Uh, in terms of payment, I do think that an overlapping uh, uh, of payment providers who can all offer B&B is great for everybody. Yeah. Um, because they each sign up different merchants on the e-commerce site. Yeah. So if there are like over, uh, for example billion different e-commerce shops around the world. Mm -hmm. We don't really have to sign up one billion. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just have to work with the payment processors. Now they're usually uh, uh, very professional and they look at security very uh, prudently and we just have to convince them that this is the right way to go. And uh, usually Binance, given our security uh, reputation and the way we uh, go about technology, they're usually very open yeah. to talk collaboration.
0: Yeah. yeah, so I want to come to the third pillar, and I'm not sure if we've already covered the third pillars. So we had education, we talked about Binance Academy, we talked about the commercial aspect, which talks about, um, you know, the listings, which has been in the past, mm-hmm. um, but I guess will be going on as well in the future, yes. the Dex, uh, Binance, the chain, Binance Chain, um, Trust, uh, Wallet. Uh, but as far as growth is concerned,
1: is sure. there some other activities that you take care of as well? Yes. Um, so growth is the part that people think about, um, for example, growth hacking, user yeah. acquisition, Absolutely. Stuff like that. Yeah. and yeah. Uh, this is the more explicit, uh, the intuitively, s- uh, on the surface value of growth per yeah. se. Um, but if you look at an organization as a whole, mm. um, so a year ago we had about 100 people or less than that. Mm. Uh, today we have about 400 people mm-hmm. in Binance. Mm-hmm. So majority of the people in Binance, um, are have, have less than one year or you can say even half a year yeah. uh, of mileage within the company yeah. and that is actually a very challenging thing for the culture itself. Yeah. Usually when you have majority of the people or, or say 80-90% of the people down code on the same mission on the same wavelength communicating the same way they have the value uh, system in the same uh, ballpark adding one more person into the pond is not going to change too much mm. but when you actually have the majority of people coming in Uh, The original uh, 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 few who carry or are the embodiment of the value system Mm. uh, are kind of like reshuffling to make sure that the new people understand what's the latest, what is the core values. Um, So this could potentially become a hindrance Mm. to the the pace Mm. of growth if we don't take care of that. Uh, Communication wise, we do have people from 39 different countries around the world. Chinese and English are also commonly spoken of internally. Mm. Um, the way we use uh, instant messengers uh, versus email for, it's tended to be more for external than internal. Internal we use instant message more. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way we have uh, different people around the clock, around the world, is also a challenge. So I think in addition to the user acquisition and retention models we look at, in addition to the emerging markets we're studying, as where to in addition to what other product or features or services we can add or combine into Binance.com to serve the existing users better? Mm-hmm. Um, the internal um, communications, the the culture, and any kind of things that could uh, create turbulence for growth yeah. is on the growth team's plate.
0: Yeah, I mean, that makes absolute sense. Last couple of questions from my end. Sure. Um, so first is... Um, so obviously binance has been uh, extremely successful in acquiring customers mm-hmm. i mean is there was there a particular strategy that you went out with in terms of uh, customer acquisition or i mean what's
1: uh, what's the secret sauce sure. um, we have the referral program mm-hmm. but if people think it's because of the referral program therefore we're the largest uh, most popular uh, crypto exchange then that would be an understatement sure. um So the referral program is uh, uh, one of those explicit mechanics that everybody can do. But the fact is, we actually focus on retention more than acquisition. Mm -hmm. We actually focus on the customer experience, on the security of the platform and on how solid, uh, how quick the product is. By focusing on the um, customer experience of the existing customers, Mm -hmm. they actually recommend their friends to join and try it out. When people have a chance to touch it for the first time, is it sticky enough? It depends on the first experience, the first impression. So um, I don't think there is any magic formula Mm -hmm. um, or secret sauce. It's just the way we dig deeper into our core belief, which is make a great and safe product and make sure the user experience is is the best they have. And just by improving on that, we continue to grow. Yeah.
0: Yes. So I guess final question, so you talked about beliefs just now, you talked about your core values yes. earlier. So what are Binance's core values? Like when, when a new employee is joining, uh, what is the key message that you're trying to get across to that new employee in terms of what Binance mm-hmm. stands for?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, our mission is to spread the freedom of money. Sure. Um, and that is by uh, increasing adoption of cryptocurrency. And the vision is to become the infrastructure provider, the, the central infrastructure provider Um, in in the future economy, where crypto is uh, a fundamental protocol. Um, In terms of values, we um, are a highly conscientious group of individuals who uh, value uh, the security of the users, who are uh, very um, hungry in terms of knowledge, how to improve ourselves, and, and we really want to be efficient, effective, and overall helpful in order to serve the greater good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a very good overview in terms of, and the lights are going dim as well. Uh, <laughs> um, um, no, I, I think that's a very good overview of, of what you're trying to do. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's great to hear and, and also follow Binance's uh, progress. i you know I was not part of the ICO myself, but have been a holder of BNB for a very long time. Thank you. Personally, we hold BNB at the fund as well, um, where okay. I work. Okay. Excellent. Um, but yeah. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time out and taking it shot. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Telegram, and subscribe to our newsletter on decrypt.Asia. This is your host, the Shard. Thank you for listening.